What does C.J. Stroud declare for the 2023 draft? The New York Giants' victory over the Vikings and the Jacksonville Jaguars all have in common. The future of the Houston Texans is now here on the Locked On Texan Podcast. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. And first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on I'm John Hickman of course joined by none other than Cody Davis and there's no victory Monday there's no celebrate a loss or mad at a loss Monday (laughs) or Tuesday for the Houston Texans there is just off-season Texan talk Texan Tuesday and I think when we look over the weekend had a lot of great games man the uh mm. the Jags Chargers right <laughs> the uh Atlanta Falcons are free from the curse I'm sorry Wade I'm okay. sorry Wade apologize <laughs> shout out to those Jags we also had uh the Miami Buffalo game that was crazy right uh with no tour talk of a lower drop passes at one point in that game the Miami Dolphins was leading the Buffalo Bills, but the Bills pulled it out. Uh, we also had the uh, Seattle Seahawks versus the Niners. And I, I know we're here to talk Texans, but Kyle Shanahan was once on the Texans coaching staff, on the Texans <laughs> payroll. And I, I mean this with everything in me. I don't think I've seen an offensive-minded genius coach in the past 20 years make everything around his players in terms of schematically designed plays as easy as Kyle Shanahan. Man, I, I, I love watching that team play because offensively, they just get it. It's modern football. Then we got to go to the New York Giants versus the Vikings. One of the – probably the game of the weekend had everything that you needed out of that game. And Mike Kafka – you know, the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, Cody, is one of the hot names surround, centered around the Houston Texans in terms of filling their coaching staff. Brian Daybo did come out on, on Monday and let everybody know that Mike Kafka will not be interviewing for any team this week. So don't get scared. The Texans mm. can still be in the running. And I, I think that by the time that they roll back around to maybe a second interview, the process for the head coaching search will still be relevant for this team. I don't think they're going to rush this process. They cannot afford afford to do it. But I liked what I saw on Sunday versus the Minnesota Giants, Minnesota Vikings, excuse me, from the New York Giants, uh, with with Mike Kafka calling plays. And and I'll say this, man. They say them slow QBs take their time to learn the offense better because Mike Kafka ran a 4-9-3 at the Combine a few years (laughs) back as a backup quarterback. and didn't pan out in the league as a quarterback, but boy, is he panning out in the league so far with Brian Dayball and the New York Giants. And I know a lot of people have questions. 
how much of the offense being called right now is Brian Dable compared to Mike Kafka? There's an article back on December 6th, Cody listeners, that where Brian Dable stated, I have a lot of confidence in Mike Kafka after he was asked, will he take away the play calling duties in which he responded with no. Uh, and I love the play calling on, on Sunday when I locked, when I looked at that Giants team. Uh, this Giants team, they don't have a number one receiver, right? But they find ways to get guys involved in the passing game in creative ways. Saquon Barkley, after you know his first healthy year since his rookie year, right? They find ways to get him out in space, so he's not really taking a beating in terms of just running their ball, right? He's finding ways to get out of space, not taking all of those hits. And I loved how the play calling cleared out the defense from their zones, guys. A lot of times players had room to run because nobody on the defensive side of the ball was around them. And that was simply because the utilization of what I want to see here in Houston this year with the lack of wide receiver talent, some of these crossing routes, some of these dragon routes, those concepts, right, to move the defense and shift it one way and have a backdoor guy come the opposite way to get some of these guys involved. We saw Hodgins, uh, Hodgins for the New York Giants. He had over 100 yards on the day. Guys were just able to make plays. And when I look at that receiving group compared to the Houston, Texas receiving group, maybe you can put a stamp on Brandon Cooks that are say, well, this is a better group here in town, here in Houston. But I think that's only off name now at this point <laughs> in his career, at least with the Texans. So very similar and talented, I believe. And they just find ways to get it done. I was thoroughly impressed by the job of Mike Kafka. Now, I know Brian Debo has something to do with that, but I do believe that Brian Debo has entrusted his guy who he brought over with him from his days in Kansas City. He trusts him. And on Sunday, they got it done, score points, and very impressive. And that game is 100% the reason why Mike is and still my number one coaching candidate for the Houston Texans. John, I said it last week, and I'm going to repeat it again. When I look at the coaching candidates, I want to see a coach that's going to elevate his players, his position groups, where there is not a big-name player. It's not a big-name prospect. And once again, just take a look at what he did for Daniel Jones this season. I mean, now it seems like the New York Giants and Jones, they're all going to be tied to each other for at least the next, what, two, three, four years four now? Years because your contract, as they should be. And they should be, and it all has to go to Mike. Just take a look at what he did on Sunday. 301 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and led the New York Giants to a 31-24 victory, kind of an upset victory over the Minnesota Vikings. And, John, I'm looking at this from a standpoint, and I know we're going to get into it in the next segment, whether or not it's a real possibility that CJ is going to have an opportunity to come to the Texans or if the Texans get lucky and get Bryce Young or even, worst-case scenario, they have to go through another season with Davis Mills, I am more confident with the Houston Texans having Mike as their head coach working with any one of these three quarterbacks in hopes of getting the best out of them. Because what you see, what he's been able to do out of Daniel Jones says a lot. As I mentioned last week, he got a big endorsement from Patrick Mahomes. And once again, if you are credit from arguably, if not the best quarterback in the game today, them coming out saying he has helped me reach my potential, if not surpassed it, that's saying a lot to Mike. 
John, I do want to ask you this question because we had had this conversation last week. I think it was Ben Johnson was your number one candidate after what you saw. After what you saw took place on Sunday, you think Ben is still number one for you? For me, he is. And uh, I, 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 you know, this was one of I think two or three times I saw the New York Giants play this season. Um, this was the time where I was completely impressed, right? And so, you know, moments before when I watched the New York Giants, maybe not all as impressive, but one thing about that team is they play physical and they play tough New York Giant football. So he was able to pull out some of those wins. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it's still Ben Johnson. Again, one thing that I love about Ben Johnson, which is why I advocate for him to be the Houston Texans next head coaches. Houston already has players on their roster right now that I believe Ben Johnson, before he even really walks into the door and start making draft picks, that Ben Johnson can help go to the whatever their next level is. So if we're looking at five tiers, we may have a tight end here in, in town. When I look at a rookie, Tegan Quatoriano, I would put him in tier five. I believe with the help of Tegan, with the help of Ben Johnson, maybe he could reach tier four after what he we've seen Ben Johnson do with the likes of TJ Hawkinson, who by the way had a phenomenal game on Sunday against the, against the Giants, and he always credits Ben Johnson. I look at what he can do with, with, with John Mechie. So I, that's why I like Johnson. And every time I watch the Detroit Lions play, for the most part, they were able to consistently put up points. So that's what I like out of Ben Johnson. But I wouldn't be mad if Mike Kafka uh, gets a second or third interview with the Houston Texans. And by the way, I do want to let you guys know that it is not because he is not interested in the job right now. You guys have to understand that that NFC East bloodbath of a game versus the Philadelphia Mm. Eagles means something. And they will not, they will not, they will not, they will not jeopardize the smallest of details and get it prepared for their game against the Eagles. So I definitely understand. And kudos to head coach Brian Dayball. First year with the New York Giants, knocking out the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, and now they got to go through the Eagles. This is one of those games where you got to be tip-top shape and prepare on every level. So I understand it. The best part about NFL playoff is you got some condensed games. Like it's not a weekend full of games, select games, teams that made it to the playoffs. And since the Patriots or the Houston Texans did not make the playoffs, I have an opportunity to watch some good football games. And those football games got some good players. And with those good players, I thought to myself, hmm, why not try to make it a little bit more interesting with prize picks? Over the weekend, Saquon Barkley, K.J. Osborne, Dalvin Cook, Justin Tucker, Jamar Chase. I took each of those guys, right, over under on there. And was able to win some money. Won $200. And that is super simple with prize picks. You can pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. Guys, this includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, excuse me, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports. I think you guys get it. Whatever you like, they got you covered all the way down to cricket. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. 
and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prospect app or go to prospects.com, sign up, and play daily fantasy sports today. And first-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. This show is also sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible worldwide, anywhere, as it is 100% online. Listen, everyone doesn't Everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of an in-person therapy session, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, and no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Get unstuck with better help. Welcome back in locked on Texans listeners and viewers out there. Very important show. So we talked about Mike Kafka in the first segment. We're going to talk about CJ Stroud, but former and Cody, you know, this guy, new Orleans saints coach Sean <laughs> Payton was open and honest with Colin Cowherd Cowherd about the Texans job. Mm-hmm. Says he's familiar with Cal McNair, likes likes the AFC South, and has a prior relationship with Nick Casario through the Saints Patriot relationship. He's meeting with Cal McNair with the McNairs this week, and Sean Payton was asked, "Would he consider taking the Houston Texans job?" He said, "Absolutely." Then another interesting point, and I found interesting says that it doesn't necessarily have to be a first-rounder from this year. If they give it up, it can be a future first-rounder. And we do know that the Houston Texans are at least flirting with two more for next year, (laughs) thanks to the Cleveland Browns. And I think if there was any year to do it, it would be 2024. I don't see neither team being as bad as they were during this past season. And so these picks this year, you don't want to give up two and 12. But you may be comfortable giving up maybe a 20th in that percentile first overall pick. I don't know. I want to throw that out to you guys because hmm. Mike Kafka, Ben Johnson, uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan, hmm. whoever it is, Sean Payton still has to get considered. Um, I'm more open to the idea if it's a first-round pick for next year. Because um, I, I do believe that 2024 is when the New Orleans Saints really going to hit the reset button on their entire rebuild for their organization. Um, as you guys know, I'm a Saints fan from New Orleans, so I follow that team, you know, 
from a fan perspective, really, really closely. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just seemed like over these last couple of years, it seemed like they just been stuck in no man land to where they're trying to keep those same pieces that they used to win with, with Drew Brees and with Sean Payton. However, those guys are starting to get old. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the last time Michael Thomas actually played, you know, a full season. So it seemed like they might give it one more go. Then they're going to blow everything up. But, John, once again, in terms of the Houston Texans, even if it is another first-round pick, I'm not too sure that the Texans are going to have an opportunity unless they, you know, get a coach that comes here and completely change the culture. Um, I'm not too sure that they're still going to have an opportunity to be – to have that to, – to, to benefit from losing a first-round pick still this early in the rebuild because there are just so many holes that this organization needs to fill. Um, and then, you know, like I mentioned, love Sean Payton, but to me, you know, he's the NFL version of Doc Rivers, you know, and I want to see a head coach take this organization to that next step, not just AFC South division titles hanging up inside NRG Stadium, man. I'm sorry. Not saying that Sean Payton can't do it, but he has a track record. That's, that's all I got to say. Well, I think whichever coach comes in next, they'll have an opportunity, a real opportunity to change their culture. Mm -hmm. And this go-round, compared to what we were thinking on Friday, uh, they true. will have the opportunity to pick from one of the two top quarterbacks coming out in the 2023 mm. NFL Draft. C.J. Stroud on Monday confirmed that he will be entering the 2023 NFL draft after a weekend of speculation before the weekend kicked off. Um, I had a tweet. Don't panic guys. <laughs> and that was on, I think Friday. I, I tweeted that I was able to find out from a, a source close to the situation that um, CJ Stroud intended to declare for the NFL draft the entire time. Mm -hmm. Now I know a lot of people right now are wondering, well, what does that mean for the Texans? Is it Bryce Young? Is it CJ Stroud? And there is even a lot of the Will Levis crowd. I'm not going to talk about Will Levis. I will talk about the two top prospects at that position with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I think it is very likely that the Colts trade up, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that they will go in between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Now, for some of you, that's a great thing. If they go C.J., then you don't have to worry about any of the speculation surrounding C.J. Stroud's camp. We know that campus led by David Montgomery, <laughs> and you can ride with Bryce Young with the number two overall pick. But if they trade up and go with Bryce Young, and you look at the second best prospect, quarterback prospect, which in, in some cases, some people have him as the number one rated quarterback prospect, depending on what you like, you have to look at CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is a, is a player that, if I strip away football, he's a guy that I like as a person. Uh, his values and some of the things that he stands on. And be careful. He was on careful. the uh, – well, this I, I can be careful. <laughs> but I remember he was on the Pivot podcast, you know, last year talking about when he got his NIL money, what he was able to do with his NIL money for his family and friends and mm -hmm. his teammates, right? So when I look at a guy from that angle and aspect, I like it. But, of course, there is some, quote, unquote, bad blood here in Houston. And I, as of right now – I have it on good authority that David Malagetta and that camp won't have any issues with the Houston Texans, and they won't necessarily try to avoid the Texans. And the Nick Casario and the Texans won't necessarily try to avoid C.J. Stroud 
in his camp. And I have it on good authority that Malagetta has been, you know, complimentary of Nick both in public and behind closed doors. But Nick Casario is not going to let an agent play a role in which quarterback he deems the QB1 mm. for when it's time for them to pick when it's the number two overall pick call in the NFL draft. And so I don't think that that is going to be an issue. And I also don't think that that should play a factor in a role into picking the best possible prospect on that board. I think when we look at the divorce, which sometimes is a good thing, between Deshaun Washington and the Houston Texans, I think that a lot of it, majority of it was all business, especially for Nick Casario coming into a new situation. That was all business from both sides. They got it done. Deshaun is in Cleveland. C.J. Stroud could possibly be the Houston Texans' next quarterback for the future. And to be quite honest with you guys, I like that. I'm not going to lie, and John, you could attest to this because we talked about this several times off camera. Uh, I was one of those people that was actually kind of concerned on whether or not the Texans and this party can have bad blood and we can see a situation where, you know, CJ sits out and all this other stuff. I'm glad that we have this information now because I truly do believe, unless the Houston Texans screw this up, I do believe that this is going to be an opportunity to where the Texans could be in a win-win situation because you have CJ people. Some people think that CJ is the best quarterback in this year's draft. Some people think, like me, Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this year's draft. At the end of the day, both of these quarterbacks has the potential to change a franchise by the way i think i want to see the indianapolis Colts trade up and get that number one pick and draft one of these two quarterbacks because that means we will have a division that will have trevor lawrence i think it's still <laughs> gonna happen and bryce all in one division which means and malik willis and look if if he gets an opportunity to get into the right system, I think he could still be a decent quarterback. But look, it's still early on in, in his career. However, I do believe given if if this plays out, the AFC South could possibly be the best division in the league in the next what three to four years once everybody gets comfortable in the league. However, um, John. Like I mentioned, I just think that this is good news for everybody involved, yeah. especially for Nick Casario, because a couple weeks ago. Nick had an opportunity. I believe he was on Sports Radio 610 talking to um Mark on the Texans um the Texans Monday show. I can't I can't remember what it was called, but he was talking about quarterbacks and what type of quarterbacks that he likes and he said that he likes big body quarterbacks. And if you take a look at CJ, CJ is 6'3", 200 pounds, and he is his stature alone makes him a better prospect than Bryce Young and look I wouldn't say I, that I, love... I would I would say that it makes him a better prospect for the Texans than Bryce Young I wouldn't say that would make him just a better overall well, well yeah that and, and that's what I meant you know a better prospect for the Texans because I do believe given what the Houston Texans are in terms of the lack of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And I know Nick Casario is going to do his best, hopefully to bring in some actual good veteran talent on that offensive the side of the ball. So. You got the money to do so. And I understand, you know, you might have to overspend, but just take a look at Jacksonville overspending actually got them in a good spot right now. But, you know, in terms of whichever one of these quarterbacks, they're going to have to get, Either CJ or or Bryce, they're going to have to do more that's required versus if they would have went to Indianapolis. And in, especially in terms of when you take a look at a quarterback who can use his legs to 
to create something on the offensive side of the ball, especially when the pocket collapsed, that's when I say, okay, you're putting yourself in a position where your quarterback is going to get hit more so than you would like to. And I think in terms of that aspect, that is where I would like to see the Texans go with CJ over Bryce. However, in terms of pocket presence, man, I'm still team Bryce all the way. But, John, as I just alluded to, man, I think this is just a winnable situation for the organization. I also want to mention this. Deshaun Camps, David Camp has been complimentary of Nick Casario both um, both behind open and closed doors. I think that truly shows that the Texans are finally moving away from being the laughing stock on the NFL. And they're finally trying to get this organization back on the right track and even possibly a better track than when they had Deshaun Watson here. We'll see, man. I, I, I'll say this, man. I saw boys sweating when they <laughs> when they listen when when CJ hadn't declared yet. I saw is it AR when we go with. I'm not gonna lie. I started sweating, boys sweating when the Texans man. dropped down to number two because, like I said, I've been hearing that Indianapolis could trade up to one or two and take one of these quarterbacks. And when you know the Texans fell to number two, I'm like, ah. I don't know, but, you know, like I mentioned, man, this is just going to be a one-win situation for the Texans, hopefully. Absolutely, and, you know, two years ago, the Jets won a meaningless game, and that pushed them to number two, which pushed them out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Mm. All mm. Houston mm. have to do is don't follow the Jets' blueprint, and that well, is well, the Jets still. Jet, draft the second-best prospect and don't reach for a quarterback in this draft. You say it best, my brother. Do not reach. Listen, I'm really geeked about our new partner and sponsor of today's show, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, your dream can come true with this game, and it's definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for... Kind of some of the things that Nick Casario and Cal McNair are responsible for right now. Hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, Brandon Cooks, making the right draft picks. We just talked about drafting at number two overall and navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all of the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging yet realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want, when you want. Super simple, super easy. Our Locked On Texan listeners can get a tip, a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. Go to the game store, download the game, Ultimate Football GM, or visit the, the, the website online, ultimate-gm.com. Look it up on the game store. Get the 100% free boost when you use promo code Locked On in all caps. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans and listeners. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. Bring the local insight, bring the local insight you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Before we get out of here today, over the weekend, you know, we talked about it earlier in the show. Four interceptions in the first half, four mm. touchdowns, and going for two. 
in the oh my gosh, it was just beautiful watching Doug Damn. Peterson, who by the way interviewed for the Saints head coaching job last year, got denied, and they went with the, the Dennis Allen. But it was beautiful watching the Jacksonville Jaguars. And by the way, a lot of people don't know this. Only two people notice about me. One of my teams that I secretly like has always been the Chargers. LT, Phillip Rivers, and, 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 and Antonio Gates and them boys back when I thought I could play tight end. And they always let me down, right? And I picked the Chargers to win over the weekend. <laughs> you guys have heard me talk about on the show how much I cannot stand Adam Gates as a head coach. Well, Brandon Staley has eclipsed that. Mm, mm, mm. And he got his job back again. So, But anyways, man, we had an opportunity over the weekend to see Sunshine, the chosen one, go from picking four to scoring four in the second half, winning that game over the L.A. Chargers in dramatic fashion. One of, if not the game of the weekend. And last year, you know, still the lack of laughing stock of the league, looking at Urban Meyer, still the laughing stock of the of the division, really, even with David Cully and everything that they had going on, turn it around a season later. Not only did they win the division, make it to the playoffs, but they got their first division win, I think, since 2016 with their second year quarterback under their first year in with that team court, uh, head coach, Doug Peterson. Man, it could be all simple for the Texans if they follow that <laughs> blueprint, right? Get it right, get it done, just like the Bengals. Go get your quarterback. Make sure you have a smart, modern, up-to-date, ballsy coach that isn't going to play conservative and go out there and win some football games. It could be simple. Mm. It could all be so simple. Smart, modern-day coach. Mike? There you go. We're talking about the blueprint. One thing I noticed about the Bengals, they have a quarterback who played at LSU, Joe Burrow. He's number one wide receiver, Jamar Chase, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars. They got their quarterback and Trevor Lawrence, you know, and, and in the backfield with him was another college teammate, Trevor Travis Etienne. That's another reason why I'm high on Bryce Young because I want to see the connection between Young and John Mechie. John, I do believe if the Houston Texans go this route, and they have an opportunity to experience this success with the Bengals and the Jaguars, I do believe that we're going to see more and more franchise go this route of the new blueprint in, 20, in 2020, the, the 2020 decade. Because it seems like every decade, no matter the sport, there's always a blueprint that certain teams mm. um, certain teams always set and everybody else in the rest of the league follows. And we saw over the last decade, the Houston Texans was trying to replicate that same blueprint as the new england patriots and it did not work however they have an opportunity to set a new trend that i'm i i truly do believe that this is the new blueprint and if they go out and get bryce young of course if everything continue to go well with john mechie not only that on the defensive side of the ball you also got Christian Harris as well, which, by the way, in the next couple of weeks, I do have an exclusive coming out on Texans Daily. I had an opportunity to sit down with him one-on-one -on -one before the season came to an end. But, you know, I talked to him in the locker room just chopping it up, and I asked him, you know, hey, what you think about the possibility of Bryce Young coming to Houston? He just looked at me and gave me that laugh. And it's that laugh when, when you know it's like, yeah. This this young man is the truth right here. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out because just like the Houston Texans, as you guys know, in the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars, with the exception of what was that, 2016, 2017, when they had that random 
12 and 4 season, which they should have went to the Super Bowl, but you know, always want to show favoritism to Tom Brady, but that's neither here or there. We're talking about the Texans today. (laughs) But that's neither neither here or there. And and as you guys know, the the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, it seemed like they was always towards the bottom of the league. However, they finally got things together. Young coach, offensive-minded coach. They got their young quarterbacks in a position where they was comfortable with their teammates and stuff. Hey, the Houston Texans have an opportunity to be a trendsetter and not a follower. Absolutely, man. And this week we will discuss, I think it is an interesting conversation. When we look at hiring the next head coach, should it be the likes of David Culley, who was a position coach for his entire career? Should it be the (laughs) likes of Lovey Smith, who uh, in his last few seasons as an NFL and college football coach was stuck in his ways? Or should it be a modern defensive or modern offensive coordinator to get hired as the Houston, (laughs) Texas next next head coach? So that's the conversation that I think Cody and I have been wanting to have for about a week now. We'll be Mm -hmm. able to get to it uh, on tomorrow's show. Make sure you check us out on YouTube under the name, of course, Locked On Texans. Mm. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Uh, Follow the Locked On Texans Twitter page as well at Locked On Texans. And all this week, we got an opportunity to step away from the sadness Mm. of the field. (laughs) We could talk about maybe the happiness of the future. Yes, sir. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.